Will you join me in the party pledge of allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the party of the United Party of Parties and to the party for which it stands, one party, under party, party, with party and party for all. Hey, Richard, what's up? Hey, Zach, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. Thanks. Thanks for asking. How are you? Doing all right. So, uh, how was the show? Um, so I'm Andrew WK at the Crescent Ballroom mm. last week, and uh, it was really fun. It was a lot of what it was very similar to what you described, and um, it was just high energy, good times. Um, I had a blast. One of the most fun shows I've been to. Um. I'm ima- I imagine he probably does a very similar set, like at every city. I'm sure. Yeah, I think comparing your show and my the show that I went to, it sounds like it's uh, pretty much beat for beat. Um, yeah, the same show, which is to me uh, maybe that's not appealing to everyone, but to me it's like very fitting for Andrew WK and like what he's about. Like you, it's like precise. It's like precision. You know, it's not like this. Um, sometimes it's good to have these haphazard type of, uh, concerts you go to. Mm-hmm. I think you, you told me once that you went to a show where like they were taking song requests. Yeah, that was a, uh, off with their heads, punk band off with their heads. They, they have like from the very beginning, they're like, Hey, I decided, uh, the best way to do this is just to, uh, ask you what you guys want to hear. And so like the whole show was just people yelling out what they wanted to hear, which was kind of fun, but at the same time. Uh, I love Off With Their head, Heads, but um, I don't know the names of all the songs. <laughs> so <laughs> I really wanted to yell out the songs I want to listen to, but I was like, play the one that goes like, da-na-na, you know, like I couldn't just like yell out the, the names. <laughs> yeah, that would be, that'd be tricky. Yeah, so did he, um, did he pull out the pizza guitar? He did, the pizza guitar, uh, yep. The, and this kid behind me kept asking about it the whole show. He's like, uh, when's, this, when's the pizza guitar coming out? When's the pizza guitar coming out? I was like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. You have to wait for it. And so, and so when the pizza guitar came out, did everyone start, st- start chanting pizza? Pizza. Um, pizza. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't remember, but I, I'm sure they did. I thought that was pretty funny. That was that was a that was a highlight for me when I saw him. Was just everyone chanting pizza. Isn't it great that uh, there's like a food that is like the party food, which is pizza? Yeah, that is. Uh, I I don't know where exactly the roots of that. Maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know if, if does it go back further than that, or are they kind of like the they're that, the ones that? That's a good question. Yeah, I wonder where does the. I think it probably comes about from just the the nature of delivery like uh i'm imagining <clears throat> i guess chinese food could potentially be a party food but I, maybe it's just a racism thing so like pizza be or i don't know i guess maybe people hate italians yeah but that's still it, pizza overcame that kind of prejudice and still became the party food and left left chinese food behind as being kind of like the second most popular delivery food or maybe i don't actually i'm not quite sure which is the most popular delivery food it could be chinese food who knows so you're saying the fact that the the pizza is baked to uh, 600 degrees or more in the oven 
it's put in its special uh, box and bag and the fact that it's rushed delivered to your home and that guy is so full of uh, energy and his heart rate's up, you're saying that that kind of is um, invokes the party spirit into the pizza? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can see some party being baked into the pizza a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like a, that mad dash is kind of... Um, yeah, it's like, there's a party going. I got to get this pizza. There's people yeah. together in a place. They're all hungry. There's a group. They all need a food that they can eat with their hands. It just seems like, yeah, pizza just meets that criteria really well. Right. It satisfies the party yeah. hunger. Yeah, yeah. For the people at the party. Cool. Um, um, anything else in the, uh, let's see, I'm thinking of anything else that was exciting about the show. You know, I tried something different at this show. I, you know, bootlegging shows is not really like a thing anymore as much. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if artists even care or if venues even care because with the advent of like smartphones, I mean, everybody has essentially a recording device on them. Whereas before you kind of had like shove it in, like in between your your crotch you know and and like get that device smuggled in yeah so it's kind of like you would get to see some like bands live performance in germany and it was like oh wow this is like i get to see them perform in germany and i didn't have to pay but now it's like oh i can just go on youtube and see too many clips all of shaky bad audio and it's not interesting anymore yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's okay. So that's the that's the thing. Bad audio. So I tried to figure out a way to, to uh, get good audio. I, I put, I had a recording device and I kind of like snuck it up into my shirt, and um, basically my effort. Long story short, my efforts were futile. I did not get a good audio sounding uh, <laughs> bootleg from this concert. But next time, I think I figured it out, and next time I'll I'll have something worth listening to. But I have the whole show recorded. Um, really? Well, yeah, yep. <laughs> on, uh, but it's just, you know, I couldn't help but sing and, and you're going to hear me shouting and have a, like a hoarse voice halfway so, through so it. So it was just, uh, recorded with your phone in your, under your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. They have, um, <laughs> yep. They have like microphones that you can get, um, th- uh, what are the name? Lavalier. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I can compress, compress microphone. I don't know. Anyway, they're supposed to be better for recording audio. Yeah. Right. Huh. Anyway, that that's um, that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> Zach, uh, yeah. I wanted I wanted to dive into something. Sure. And this this something links. It's kind of funny because it links me and you. And it links NRWK all together. Oh, okay, cool. I want to go into um, your Andrew WK lineage. Mm, okay. So I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. How did you... I want to see if we can trace back far enough. And if we have to make some phone calls right now, we will. But <laughs> I want to trace back how far... Um, you found like how did you discover Andrew WK? It's a good question. And this is what I remember. I don't know the exact like I don't remember where I was. I remember it was in college. And it was the summertime. 
Okay. And yes, paint your picture. Yes, I'm painting this picture. Summertime. I'm in. I'm in this um, house. Uh, it's like a duplex that I was living in with two other roommates. Uh, and I feel like maybe it had to do with. So I remember seeing his video on MTV. Wait a second. Now that I'm thinking about this. Okay. I could. I saw his video on MTV, the Party Hard um, uh -huh. video, but that must have been in high school, I feel like. I feel okay. like maybe I, I heard it in high school. It must have been like maybe, the, maybe my senior year in high school or um, right at somewhere. Gosh, now, you know, I'm kind of confused. I'm confusing myself. I feel like I remember summertime and I remember the, the, the video. And I feel like I also remember Saturday Night Live for some reason when he played on Saturday Night Live. Okay. And, um, and I remember just thinking like this guy, every single song this guy sings about is about partying except for one song that's about I love New York. <laughs> 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 and I thought, <laughs> like, this guy just loves the party. And I loved the party hard music video. Like, <laughs> like what he ties his shoe and then and then fist bumps on top of his laces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, that just struck me, and I have like a, a memory of that. And I remember talking to you about it, and I'm like, Richard, have you heard of Andrew WK? And you're like, No, I don't think I've. And I was like, All he does is sing about partying. Every song is about partying. <laughs> and uh like so we were in different places then and i feel like i was at college and you were in in your parents house or something mm -hmm. um but i don't I, yeah that, i guess that's as close to a uh, picture as i can paint what okay, about memory you? yeah yeah memory's funny okay so yeah that's that's what i, I was hoping you'd bring that up because i don't think we've talked about this in a long long time but um yeah so what i remember is um like Again, same thing. I was it's kind of fuzzy, but I was basically in high school. I was a senior and I was like in my parents' basement, like on my computer, I don't probably like um messing with Napster or something. Mm -hmm. And uh MTV was like on in the background, right? And you know, do you remember how MTV used to do those um making the video like episode? They would like uh, show you how the music video is made. Sure. And then they would like premiere the music video after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember watching all of those uh, Britney Spears videos yeah. that way. <laughs> yeah, it was couldn't be missed TV back then. <laughs> exactly. So, well, this um, and I was very much part of the demographic of the jackass like crowd, like mm -hmm. the just, MTV knew what they were doing when they were marketing that to me. So. Um, well, the, we want fun making of video was like in the background playing. Right. And I was busy doing something else, but I remember like turning back a couple times cause it was like, Oh, I haven't seen this jackass. Oh, wait, wait, this isn't jackass. This is like the making, well, it's making this, who's this guy? I don't know. Anyway, I didn't really, it didn't really sink in, you know, I just knew it was on in the background. And then like literally maybe like a week later, you call me out of the blue and you're like, Richard, you got to stop what you're doing. Like whatever you're doing right now, you got to like, look this guy up, come like, uh, check this guy out. His name is Andrew WK and he, um, sings about partying. And so I looked him up and 
I even remember, I'm pretty sure it was like this on this that old website and um, I watched his music video, I think Party Hard online through his old old website. So that was like in 2002 probably. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I have you, Zach, to thank uh, <laughs> for introducing me to Andrew WK. You're the one who told me about him. That's funny. I wish I could. I wish I could remember how I learned about him too. Okay, so I, I want a long time ago we talked about this. Tell me if this sounds right. I my memory could be mixing things up, but I want to say that um, Tim, my brother Tim, you were living with him up there, right? Yes. In college. Okay. And I thought I remember you telling me once that. Tim was talking about it or something. And uh, it might have, maybe it wasn't your first introduction, but maybe it was your first um, realization. So maybe that part of it, does that sound familiar? Or maybe I'm confusing a conversation I had with Tim. No, that, that makes sense. The, the problem with this is that, uh, no, that works. Yeah, because I was roommates with your older brother, and that was, um, that was in the summer. Uh, after I graduated high school, yep. uh, that was my first semester of college in the summer. Um, and so it'd been 2002, right? Yeah. And you know what? Like, um, that also could make sense because growing up, I always thought your older brothers had the coolest taste in music. And so Mm -hmm. I was always like paying attention to what they were listening to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so... I feel like Tim could have definitely been listening to Andrew WK or, or like introduced me to him. Okay, so also a long time ago, I asked my brother how he heard about Andrew WK and he told me it was through this other guy named Joe, which is now nobody cares about how I'm related to Joe, but <laughs> <laughs> this other guy named Joe who's my sister-in-law's brother, he um Somehow he f- heard about Andrew WK. So that's as far back as I can go. Yeah. From Joe to Tim to you to me, I need to have a conversation with Joe to figure out how he heard about Andrew WK. And then I think <laughs> I think we can keep pushing it. But <laughs> I think the the point is why I bring this up is because I think that's how a lot of people were introduced to Andrew WK is through that jackass era in timing. But it's interesting because there's also been whole a, a whole different kind of crowd that is introduced to Andrew WK through different facets. Maybe it's through his Cartoon Network TV show or his his um, Village Voice articles. Maybe My Little Pony. My, <laughs> My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, it's just interesting how we all come to, to know him. So when did Andrew WK really become popular was it about that time was that like a peak or like a, a the big moment was the the jackass video do you think um i think i don't know what do you think i think that's probably sound it sounds right to me sounds about right yeah because he was like a big deal like i said he was like on there's like music videos on mtv like music video with the jackass guys and on saturday night live uh, yeah, this is it, there was like a moment where it was like a big deal. It's like everywhere, yeah. Yeah, 
He was very much mainstream. Like anyone you asked in high school knew who Andrew WK was. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, you have, so yeah, there, <laughs> I like this idea of, of tracking this lineage to like following the, the roots or the, the path that leads back to um, where, where you first heard of Andrew WK. Yeah, you know what? Let's extend that. Let's to all of our listeners out there. We want to hear about how you first heard about Andrew WK and who you can track it back to. We want to know. We want to know the the source, right? Maybe it's just one guy. Yeah. Everyone can can uh, link back to this one guy who's just putting out all this Andrew WK stuff. And you know what? Like, it kind of depends on the musician or the band. But sometimes, like, who introduced you to something? is what makes the, the thing special. Go on. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you might really like some tip, some kind of music or maybe some band, but maybe that, that band is like kind of outside of the genre that you typically listen to, or maybe it sticks out a little bit like a sore thumb within your whole discography of music interests. And the reason why you like it is because of like this moment in time or this person who introduced it to you, and you listen to it because of the relationship you have with that person. Hmm. I like that. I think that's true in um, in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. For me personally. Okay. So uh, I wanted to. I, I meant to ask you about this um, from the show, and um, when I uh, saw Andrew WK last time, his wife was there. Uh, Sherry Lilly, is that her name? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And she wasn't there this time. And I'm not complaining. I, I think, like, she's kind of, like, what's her, what's her story? Like, is it, am, am I the only one who kind of thinks it's weird that Andrew WK has, like, this female, like, co-partier? And that, like, at a time, maybe that was something that was, like, maybe this will get more interest, but it's, like, maybe that's not, like, a thing anymore, I guess. I have no idea. No idea on that. Because um, she was no like idea. some kind of like part of the show. Yeah. She and was. It, uh, and it was like, oh, there's this new person in the band. And she's like a cheerleader for Andrew, I guess. And, and yeah, she's like this uh, like dancer. And she even did, I think she did vocals on Close Claws with Brick Walls. So she did a lot of backing vocals when she was on tour with the band. And uh yeah, but I don't know why she's not on tour anymore. No idea. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm not complaining. I thought she was, was kind of weird. So um, happy, happy that she's uh, having her own thing. Because <clears throat> one of the uh, one of the things that you had um, mentioned before was uh, his tour changed. Like his his international tour dates have changed. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was looking on his website, and um, yeah, there's like this weird gap. So he was touring in the UK or going to turn tour in the UK um, this coming fall, but um, it looks like they moved to next year, and so like the end of like really in 13 days to be exact, October 23rd. Um, his U.S. tour is done. He's going to do a show in November in Mexico, and then um, everything that was going to be 
uh, in the fall has now moved to next April. And so it just got me curious, like what, you know, like what's going on? Is there going to be anything, um, coming up that, you know, this fall that he's going to be focusing his time on? Because Mm -hmm. I can kind of look at, it's kind of like opportunity cost, right? Like he can't be in more than one place at a time. And so if he's spending all of his time touring, that means he's not doing something else, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, um, like what is going to be happening, happening all this fall? Cause there's no tour dates, no, no events past really, um, October 23rd. So I, you know, with the, the new album that's coming out, like I, I don't know if there's going to be like a lead up to that. I don't know if we do have a date though. So oh, March, is there, is there a date now? There's a date now. March 2nd of 2018 is when the album's going to be released. But March, I am curious March to know. 2nd? That's like, that's like a long time. January, March 2nd. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, wow. How do they decide? How, do, how does anybody decide when to like launch their album? I wonder if that's like some kind of calculated thing or if it's just like they have to wait that long. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe there's talk about that, like with the record label of, um, like, you know, movies have calculated dates that they, sure, they yeah. watch. Sure, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because I, I was just, I don't know, I, I, I didn't know when it was coming. I just assumed it was soon because he's like on tour. It's like, oh, he's touring for his new album. But probably he's going to have to go on tour. He's going to have another tour in the spring, I bet, next year when the album actually comes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think... That's why I, was, I didn't know if that gap is going to be like, well, his his album's not out yet, so what is this gap? But maybe, I don't know, early spring uh, is when he'll go on tour again for yeah. the promotion of the new album. So, <clears throat> long live the party, right? That's right. So, Zach, you talked about, um, you've mentioned this to me outside of the context of Andrew WK. But I want to bring it into marry the two concepts together because um, I found that there there's an article on this. But you you talk about passion, right? Mm-hmm. And how you read this book and how um, it's hard for you to get on board with the whole passion hype. You got to find your passion in life. Yeah. So how does that um, how does that relate to to Anna WK and uh, what what you mentioned about passion basically is informed from this guy's book named his name is Cal Newport and he wrote a book called So Good They Can't Ignore You which is a fantastic book and I recommend it for anybody who's in, really at any time in life but especially if you're in this situation where you're trying to figure out what career to go into or what college to go to uh, and trying to figure out what should I do with my life because it's typical for every like commencement speech to do the cliche thing and say, oh, you just need to follow your passion. And I've had a beef with that for a long time. And Cal Newport's book, So Good They Can't Ignore You, finally like articulated my beef in a way that I couldn't in my own mind. And because I've always had this feeling like um, I don't have a passion. Or if I have a passion, no one's going to pay me for that. You know, if I have a passion, it's probably snowboarding or hanging out with friends or like I mean, you know, I, I can't make a living like that for my passion. And so, like, if, if I can't follow my passion, what am I supposed to do? Or how am I supposed to make, you know, going to a, an office a passion? 
Anyways, the point there is that Andrew W.K. wrote an article in The Village Voice, August 9th, 2015, where he talks about, he answers somebody's question about how to find your passion. And um, this gets deep, and I feel like we could, we could uh, even go deeper, but I think there's a big correlation between passion, uh, Andrew W.K.'s definition of passion, and, and I think that's uh, that, that correlation with this idea from Cal Newport's book about uh, how, how we shouldn't um, worry so much about our passion as it's some kind of pre-existing inclination or something, uh, but it's, it's something that um, we should instead just focus on getting good at something. That's, that's anyways, Cal Newport's idea. And so Andrew has a song called Long Live the Party where, where uh, I think it relates to Andrew's definition of passion. And um, so far, does this anything I've said ring true to you, Richard? Like, have you ever filled disillusioned by this idea of having to find your passion? Yeah, I think I, I yep, the kind of passion that you're talking about, I, I have had that. I think um, it's kind of semantics, you know, like uh, what the word passion that could mean something different to me than it does to like, it takes on different meanings, but in shapes, but the kind of passion you're talking about where, um, you know, the, the cliche, you know, follow your passion in the commencement speech. That's, I, I can relate to that. that's kind of, um, kind of corny. Right. Yeah. And, and it's so often repeated, like, uh, you know, you'll never have to work a day in your life if you, you love what you do. And um, so in this article that Andrew wrote called How Do You Find Your Passion in the Village Voice, uh, he, he says something that really resonates with me and resonates with the song Long Live the Party on, on Andrew's second album, The Wolf. And so this is it. Let me see if I can articulate this. Uh, so um, Andrew in his article, he says, you know, this person this person's writing says, hey, I'm supposed to follow my passion, but I can't find my passion. What do I do? <clears throat> and so he says, you know, this is him quoting him. He says, don't feel the need to identify yourself, identify yourself with your work or see yourself so bound up in what you do. The greatest work is the tireless effort to understand and be worthy of one's life. When it comes to everything else, just give yourself a break. Work to make yourself as strong and as good and as available to the world as you can so that when destiny calls, you'll be ready, willing, and able to answer it. Uh, be passionate about having this chance to live and everything else will reveal itself to you at the perfect time. And so the problem with passion, I think, is that it's kind of like uh, if, you're, if you're not doing the thing that you're passionate about, let's say you're, you're, you've created a yoga studio and you're really into yoga and that's your passion. What if you're not at the yoga studio? Does that not count? You know, like, like uh, you're, you're waiting in traffic. Or you're you're sitting, you know, waiting for uh, your plane to depart at the airport. Like, is that just like wasted time because you're not doing your passion? And I think what Andrew's getting at here is that no, uh, everything counts. When you uh, be worthy, like he says here, to be worthy of one's life and, and uh, make yourself as good as available to the world as you can. So when destiny calls, you be ready, willing, and able to answer it. And so tying that to his song. Um, Long live the party. He says these crazy things, like you can't kill the party. 
uh, long live the party. Uh, and then he says, the more that <laughs> it says, the more that you can give it, the more then the more it will be. And if you do not have it, you can take it from me. Uh, and I, I just feel this connection with this concept of always living your life in a way where you're ready for um, life to 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 give yourself to the party whenever it comes about, and that the more that you give your life, the more that you like um, seek out those opportunities, the more it will be, and um, and that you don't have to wait to be passionate. You can live a life. You can party now uh, at any moment, whether you're waiting in traffic or on a bad date or, you know, um, in any scenario, you can recognize that that is part of your life and that you're living it. And then that's become, that's helping you become a better person. And, and you're not just holding off to be your best self only when you're doing your passionate thing. And so, um, when Andrew says you can't kill the party, I think that's what he means. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's come full circle. So to to paraphrase, um, going back to the commencement speech, when a person says follow your passion, um, well, that inherently means that there's a lot of things that are void of your passion, right? Like like yeah. you said, waiting waiting in traffic, um, or doing those mundane things we all have to do in life. Like I think. So what you're saying is that to recognize that all those things could be, um, so to speak, your passion or you can make the most of any moment and make it into a, a quasi party. And we don't have to sit and seek out these um, peaks in life that are uh, the things we call passions, whereas uh, there's a lot of things in life that our day-to-day that you can turn into um, an important piece of your life. That's right. You know, I think that... Uh, that's you can't how, kill the party. You can't kill the party. Long live the party. Like, long live all those moments of life where you can um, open up yourself to the world and just let yourself be there and uh, make the most of it. Perfect. Fantastic! Thank you for for uh, summing that up for me. I uh, I know we've talked about that before, but I was glad to hear it in the context of Andrew WK. I was curious how you're going to bring it back to that song. I really was. <laughs> it's it's a little it's a little bit of a I'm grasping a little bit, I think. But I, there's a thread there that uh, I think works, and I think the song "Long Live the Party." So this is the second song on on Andrew WK's second album the wolf and it's a fantastic song it's got everything you could want in a song and i think like it's a little bit you can see the turning point in in a way in andrew's career whereas i get wet was like we were talking about last time the superficial party atmosphere and then the wolf this second song is like the one that really has like all the uh like the first time he's singing and he gets into this very like weird esoteric deep stuff you know where like he's singing about like the conquest will survive and and it's like like we were singing about partying i thought but all of a sudden 
he's gone deep. And uh, I think that's like Andrew's way of saying, okay, like this second album, I'm not just like this guy who's like, you know, let's eat pizza and party. He's like, let's party. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about, um, about that song. That song used to be, it was repurposed and it was called uh, Dance Party. Really? Yeah. When was it called Dance Party? Um, like on a previous it, recording or something? Yeah, on an EP. He has an EP called Party Till You Puke. Uh-huh. And one of the songs is called Dance Party. Um, and it turned into uh, Long Live the Party. Oh, that is a fun fact. Yeah. And then it's very different sounding. It's like more like a techno-y um, dance beat. And it still has those same elements, but uh, just a little fun fact. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this has been fun. Um, thanks for thanks for the chat. I'm excited to um, talk again soon and go deeper into uh, NWK. Yeah, thanks, Zach. It's uh, thanks for sharing your thoughts. It's always a pleasure. I'm excited for. <sighs> There's so much going on. There's so much buzz in the air. And um, quick plug: probably some people know, some people don't. That I have a a website called andrewwkmusic.com. It's a fan site. And it's fun because there there seems to be like this electricity in the air right now. There's uh, there's a lot of buzz getting like emails from people and um, you, you approached me, you know, a few weeks back saying you wanted to do this podcast. There's just like all these pieces moving and um it's it's fun to see like the fan base starting to um, create buzz, I guess. And um, uh-huh. see, it's everything's like surfacing to the top now, you know. And so I'm excited for the future and what um, it holds for Andrew WK and his fans. He has a taco guitar now. <laughs> He's got a taco guitar now. <laughs> I mean, that that's if that's not uh, exciting. Jeez. Oh, and in his, I think his ESP is the name of the, is that the name of the guitar company that made it? I don't know. I'm not, I think so. But yeah. um, the preview, like their little um, reveal of it, of showing him making it, they play new songs in that video, like new songs oh, really? from a new album. And it's kind of like a little sneak peek or preview into the new album. There's no words, but you can hear um, the instruments. And so I think that's, the most exposure we've had to the new album that I can, that I know of other than he posted stuff on Instagram, like these short 10 second clips of things. But, um, so yeah, if you don't know that, go back and rewatch that and you can hear, uh, these, these clips from the new album. So, uh, the video of An- Andrew debuting his taco guitar, uh, can be found on Facebook. Or, um, YouTube? I found it through I, I found it through uh, his Twitter account. So oh, okay. um, can, I can I can put the link in the um, podcast, like, like the notes. The, show notes in the notes. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I I think I saw it on um, 
I want to say Instagram, and I don't think I was really listening very closely because it was just like, you know, really small speaker, just like pushing the thing and seeing it like loop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I had no idea. I'm excited. I'm going to go re-watch and listen this time. Yeah, it's like a, it's kind of long too. I think it's like a five minute or longer video. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's very, uh, like we talked about a little bit in the last podcast that it's, it's very, um, almost like the wolf sounding. I mean, it, it, there's no vocals again, so it's really hard to tell exactly yeah. what the end sound is going to be, but, um, it's very layered, very full and deep sounding. Um, so it's, to me, it's, I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. How exciting. Yes. Okay. Well, signing Thanks, off. Zach. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye.